0: on 98 FM and online. This is Phoenix
1: FM. Hello, this is Trevor Brookin and you're listening to the West Ham Way here on Phoenix FM.
2: Well <laughs>
3: And welcome to another edition of the West Ham Way podcast with the online fanzine Sex Drives and Colton Cole alongside Serial YTK blogger XWHU employee. It's never nice losing to Tottenham, but that's what happened on Saturday. And we'll be talking about the reasons why, as well as previewing the Leicester game, getting news and views from X, before finishing the show with questions from our collective followers on social media. Stay with us over the next hour as we discuss all things West Ham. Firstly, a big thank you to everyone that attended the West Hamway pre-match event on Saturday featuring Christian Daly. As always, it was a memorable occasion. Those that missed it, missed out, but fear not because the next pre-match event is on the 3rd of November before the Burnley game and it will feature a live Q&A with cult hero Colton Cole. Um, so, you can get your tickets for that uh, on the usual outlets, um, which is uh, Twitter, Facebook, and the West Ham Way website. But do be warned, we sold 150 tickets for this one in the first 24 hours. So, if you want to come to it, you need to book your place ASAP. Uh, X, it was Tottenham on Saturday. No goals for West Ham, no points for West Ham. How did you feel about the performance? I thought we played quite well. I'm obviously, disappointed not to get there
4: <clears> or <throat> to get any points. Um, I thought we played well, though. I thought to you it was fantastic. Balbuena was really good. I thought we created a number of chances. Unfortunately, we're not clinical enough and we're too over-reliant on Anatovic to to get the goals. And we don't seem to um, be able to have our wingers tracking back defensively, which I made a big point of um, talking about on Twitter. And obviously the cruel blow of of losing Yarmolenko was a bit of a... A bit of a negative to come out of it as well. But, you know, that's two 1-0 two, losses we've had now where I don't think we've played that badly. But obviously, we can't keep it up. We're just going to start finding a more clinical edge.
3: you got a bit of stick on Twitter for your comments about Anderson. Do you stand by them?
4: Yeah, because where I sit, you know, I sit right on... I'm lucky enough to sit right on the halfway line, halfway up in the East Stand. And, you know, obviously, I watch the football for the fun and I want my stadium to win, but I am because of my background I guess in coaching and things like that, that makes it sound better than I better than it is but, uh, but my, my amateur background in coaching um, I I like to study the tactical side of the game as well um, and off the ball, it's not just based on the last performance it's based on every game that I've watched, I've only not been to one West Ham game this season every game I've watched Anderson just doesn't track his full back, now people are saying that's not his role, he shouldn't have to do that but Yarmolenko does, you don't see it because sometimes the ball doesn't go to him but I watched the two of them Anderson regularly just lets the fullback bomb on and when you're playing the lights of Tottenham, having Trippier or whoever, yeah Trippier who was against him is just as dangerous as having whoever the right midfielder was putting in the crosses and he's got to work on that defensive side of the game I took stick but Telegrini this week pulled him up for it and made him watch videos of himself not tracking back, I know that factually, and he was brought off after 48 minutes, so he obviously fought the same as I did Anderson I think is a number 10 and should be used in that role if you're not going to make him track back, the amount of people that said to me, a winger shouldn't have to defend, that's absolute rubbish I'm sorry you speak to any winger that's played at the top flight, you know, we're good friends with Wardy and Matty Everington they love that side of the game, tracking Back. Yes, if you're in a four that formation with a bit further advanced, you have to trap back as much, but you still can't let the right you wheel know, bomb past the right back
3: sorry bomb past you every single time. Mm. Kev, it was Alex Ferguson that said consistency is the key to success. Yet consistency is the one problem that we seem to have at the moment. How much of a
1: concern is that to you? It is a very big concern, but then again, we've played the top 10 like most teams are in the top 10 at the moment so far this season so now we've got that run of fixtures coming up where they are potentially winnable maybe we will see a bit of, a bit of consistency from West Ham but what I would say about um, Saturday is is they, as much as it pains me to say this they were so hard to break down Tottenham I thought they defended superbly apart from the offside goal which obviously didn't count as a goal because it was offside but they were so so hard to break down and I thought we was unfortunate to not come away with at least a point on Saturday, yeah, I agree. I thought we really were, and we had a
4: couple of, like couple of good chances to score. Didn't take them, you know. Nowtavich and a couple, Antonio at the end. You know, there was a few of the few decent chances, and I think this is what I mean. We've just got to be more clinical. We are really too reliant on an You can't see where another goal is going to come from, really. Um, and now, with Yarmolenko being out, we've got to find a solution quickly. Hernandez, in my opinion, didn't offer anything when he came on again. Um, maybe the solution. is is to play with him in an out of up front but you're gonna and has to contribute more um the, we just need to be more clinical i thought at the back Jup and balbuena were brilliant for zabaletta had a decent game um cresswell was okay but was in a goal came from his side again um and yeah it, it wasn't a disaster but i it, you know if we go and lose one nil again
3: to leicester at the weekend then it's, you know, the, the concerns will start to happen. Well, going back to the game on Saturday, I know you're not a massive fan of Match Stats X, uh, which I understand, because unless you get a result, obviously it doesn't mean anything, and well, I get that. Yeah, I'd like to say something about that
4: in a second, but you've okay.
3: got ahead head Um But valid points to note from Saturday is that we had more shots at goal, more on target, more off target, we had more corners, We produced more key passes. We actually won 88% of the aerial battles, which I think is an interesting stat. They won 12%. And Fabianski made one save all game.
4: Yeah, well, there you go. So that's, and we lost the game one nil. Yeah, so that shows how one sided it was. I mean, I don't mind stats like that where it's you know Fabianski made one save or whatever. People kept. I'm, it was becoming quite irritating to be honest at the weekend because people kept texting me, Anderson's made the most tackles in the league or whatever. Look at this stat, he's done this. Look at this stat, he's done that. Stats are useful if they're concrete, but it was something like that Anderson's made the most tackles or whatever it was. How do you not know that he's given the ball away? The full-back's got it off him, and then he's tackled the fullback back or something like that, right down the other end, or an inter- a tackle could ca- count as him tackling someone, but it going out for a goal kick you know, there's no, there's no context behind stats sometimes, and you know, you have, you, you, for example pass completion rate, if I was to pass the ball to Kev, as we oh, are God. now mm-hmm. who's one metre from me I could probably get 100% pass completion rate, but if I'm pinging balls all over the park, playing through balls and stuff, I'm not going to get 100% pass Completion rate, and that's another stat. You know, when we signed Fabianski, the stat was he has made the most saves in the Premier League. If you're facing the most shots, you're going to save more than the likes of De Gea or Lloris or whatever another top keeper. You know, so these stats sometimes don't have a context to them and that's that's okay because it shows you how many chances each team created but i do ha- hate it when people come back at you and say well he's got this percentage of tackles it just doesn't have the context to it stats are useful but they're not the be
3: all and end all football is not a game based on stats that's football manager not real life football well the thing is that i suppose a frustrating thing is at the same time slightly exciting thing is You know, things seem to be going right, and it's a really strange feeling for me, and I don't know if you two feel the same, but if you look at the the facts in black and white on paper for our season so far, it does make for grim reading. We've lost six out of nine. We've only won once all season. But I'm strangely quite comfortable with the way we're moving forward at West Ham. You know, if you look at the black and whites a bit, I've got no right to be. But I still feel excited about them moving forward because I think we've got a great keeper. I think defensively we're getting stronger every single week, including the development of Diop, because I think we've got one hell of a player on our hands there, you know. while Buena seems to be doing much better than I thought he would do. I mean, for me personally, when I look at it, I think our biggest problem is now we're shoring up in defence and we seem to have a system that Pellegrini is implemented and sticking with, especially in midfield, is that we're not creating enough clear-cut chances and we're not being clinical enough if we get them. That seems to be our biggest problem at the moment. Yeah, and that's got to change. I think you're right. The team does
4: look positive at the moment, and I think what is also a factor in that is that the fixtures that are coming up now. All right, we've got Man City in a couple of weeks, but aside from that, most of the games. And as I said on the interview I did for Love Sport the other day, there's no game in the Premier League that you can say you yeah, were going to definitely win that. And we've made that mistake on the show of being very confident about games that we which we've then gone and lost. Brighton being the obvious one. But if you was to pick in an ideal world, if you could pick ten fixtures of which teams to play, other side from Man City, we've pretty much got that ten coming up. And I think, you know, the league's quite close. No team apart from the very top one seems to have hit unbelievable form. So I think it's all to play for. You're right, the backbone of Fabianski, Diop, Balbuena, Rice and
3: Anatovic
4: is a very good spine. You've just got to find the players to go
3: alongside that. Now mm, It's true, actually. I think you've hit on the head in terms of the spine because there are concerns in terms of our width. Is Mazuaka a left-back? Mm. Is Creswell good enough to play left-back anymore? Is Fredericks a right-back? Is Abiletta quick enough to be right-back anymore? Um, you know, people are mixed around Anderson at the moment and I can kind of understand that. I can see uh, um, arguments for and against him and Yama's obviously out now. So I do understand that. I mean, talking about midfield. Kev Um, Robert Snodgrass seems to have a lot of admirers at West Ham are you one of them and if so do you think he does enough to start
1: I am because historically West Ham supporters demand 100% um, from our players you know they haven't got to be you know technically gifted or have a lot of ability but we demand 100% every single game we've seen it all over the years Peter Butler Matty Holmes you know players like that and Snodgrass is of that ilk if you like, of that same calibre of player. Now, there was... I think it was... Was it in the first half? Or the second? No, it was in the second half where Robert Snodgrass, absolute, from the halfway line, absolutely chased down. I think it was the right-back. It was stuck oh, alone, isn't like it? the right
4: that West Ham's Twitter account put out this week. Did you see
1: uh, that? No, I haven't.
4: Basically, either. West Ham's Twitter account tweeted, so I love this man, and he was just running, chasing everyone, and he got... He'd done the same uh,
1: against Man United. Yeah? as well. And that, that's two mistakes that he's... He's forced from Tottenham and from Man United. And obviously, I think against Man United, we scored from that one, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, the thing that we hit that on
4: the West Ham Twitter or whatever it is, the website, I don't know, has actually got a lot of stick for putting that clip out because I agree totally with what Kev said. Though. I love his work ethic, I love his attitude. You've got to help and out about that on the pitch. Yeah, I agree. And I, <coughs> and I really admire the man coming back after all the comments that were made about him from various people inside the club. But the problem with that highlight was it just showed our inability. To actually win the ball, it was Tottenham just knocking it around, and mm-hmm. our players just chasing after it and getting nowhere near the ball, which. Isn't the greatest highlights to put out? And it was brilliant because it shows Snodgrass working hard, but it just almost showed how out of debt far players were compared. And that to no one, no one else was yeah, working exactly. hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no one else was. But I, I agree with Kevin. I think that attitude's great from Snodgrass. Apparently, as I've said on the show before, he's an absolutely lovely fella. So I think his spirit and attitude around the place is good. Whether I wouldn't have started him in the central position though, I'd much rather he was out on the wing and working up and down, tracking his man, and he left Anderson in a number 10 role where he hasn't got the defensive responsibilities that he would have had out on the wing. That, for me, is Anderson's best position. He played it well against um, Wimbledon. I know it was only Wimbledon, but he looked very good then. And I think that's the way we've got to play him, behind and out of it. And then, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not slating Anderson. The amount of people that suddenly thought I was Sunday's biggest critic, I criticised him defensively because regularly we're getting exposed. And the thing is, you can't see it unless you're at the game. If you're watching on a stream, or you're watching on Sky, or whatever, you cannot see what I can see, because I'm sitting on the halfway line watching him when the ball's on the other side of the pitch. All it takes is for their left winger or their uh, left back to switch the play, and Anderson's not there, and you won't see that on TV, because nine times out of ten they don't do it. But if they were to do it, you, you would suddenly think, oh, where is he? But you just don't see it on TV, but I'm seeing it in the games, and where where I'm sat in the East End, I'm not the only one that thinks it either. And but don't get me wrong, I think he should be a number ten,
1: and then that isn't an issue. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I I think that was his worst performance for us oh, yeah, so far. And he was he was like you said, off the ball, he was just strolling around on the wing looking extremely languid. Mm-hmm. And Trippier was just absolutely bombing past him. And mm-hmm. he was he was looking at um he was looking at Creswell, weren't he? Like yeah. as if to say like and if you're, you can you can afford the odd luxury player if they're then
4: contributing loads going forward. But against um, Tottenham, he wasn't. You know, his corners, first three corners, didn't beat the first man. He ran the ball out of play a couple of times. It was a poor performance. I'm not on his back. I'm not slating him. I'm not going to say he's a waste of money yet. But he does have to step up his game and realise the difference between the Premier League and other
3: leagues that he's played in. I can totally understand why you're booking him as a number 10 mm-hmm. right care a number 10 or a winger for Anderson um, he and there's a reason I'm asking this question there's, there's a follow up question to this
1: he played as a number 10 for Lazio didn't he where he created a, a, a lot of chances and nearly swore then but he does look dangerous on the wing, though. I mean, we saw it against Arsenal, where he absolutely ran the length of the pitch and ran and ragged. It. I don't know. Wasn't he more a number 10 against
4: Arsenal? I think he was more free against Arsenal. I think that was the other game. It definitely Arsenal. started on
1: the left wing, though, against Arsenal, away, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. It's definitely started on the left more wing.
3: Then, but... Well, so the follow up question was. After, I think, at at some point in recent weeks, we we kind of all agreed that a central three is a good idea defensively to break play up and to bridge play to protect the defenders, which one of those three are you going to sacrifice to let him play
1: that number 10 role? At the moment. Well, and
3: and would you go back to a central two after a central three's been working pretty well for us?
1: I don't know. I mean, personally, I think... Because
3: you've got to sacrifice one of them to let him play that number 10 role.
1: I'm getting to the point now where I think a rotation of, of of the three... Might be an option at the moment because I think I think Noble looked a bit off the ball as well yeah. on Saturday, mm. and he's usually up for that game. He's usually crunching in the tackles, chasing people down. He wasn't doing any of that, to be honest. Yeah. So I don't know. And also, if you're going to play him in number ten role, where does Manu play when he comes
3: back?
4: Yeah, I mean these are these are all issues that I think as a West Ham, fan, we'll never have because you're right. In theory, we should have that issue, but you know, full well, someone else will be injured by that point. So mm. it's like we never ever got a full squad to ever have these dilemmas. It would be nice to have them, but we never ever have the injury um, record to have these dilemmas. Uh, I I think it, obviously Obiang was out for Saturday and he hasn't resumed training. I and mean, this is coming in my section later, so he could be out for. Leicester. So against Leicester, I think you play Declan Rice and Noble. You play, I would put Antonio, I'd give him back a chance. It's going to sound really harsh because I've slated him, but I would put Antonio on the right and say, You're proving a point today. And I would put Anderson, no, not Anderson, I'd put um, Snodgrass. Uh, S- Snodgrass on the left. And then I would have Anderson behind announce which.
3: hmm. That is interesting. Let us know what you think as well at home listening to this because uh, it's always interesting when people on Twitter put their formations visually for us and uh, it's always, um, I think, quite interesting to see what, what kind of strategy and, and selections you would go with. But I might it, change my mind, actually. I'll I'll was, it, it's like just, that, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, because cause cause it, just, cause there isn't necessarily a wrong answer. Well, That's why it's often, an interesting question. I of
4: someone which I forgot. Have Masuraku? I had Masuraku on mm. the left? Yeah. I'd, have, I'd actually have Snodgrass on the bench and have Maseraku on the left and Antonio on the right and then you've got Pace Merchant's on the wing so your tactic is um, Noble and Rice break up the play they give it to one of the wingers uh, who gets the ball bombs down the wing plays it into mm. Anderson Anderson plays it to an out of goal 3-0 <laughs> West Ham mm. X is the hero
1: boom do you do, you, do you not see any space for Hernandez at all? not as a reason why I say that because he hasn't been playing obviously very well he doesn't offer much when he comes on however he got into a position on Saturday that none of our players can get into And that is what he's best at, even though it was an offside goal.
4: Yeah, I mean, there is a a debate for playing an out of it, slightly behind Hernandez, possibly. There is that discussion that you could have. Um, But for me, Hernandez just hasn't performed, and I've said it for six, seven months now, yes, he hasn't probably had the best opportunities or the system set up for him but he, he's just not performing. From, from we're not good enough for him, are we? We're possibly, not. or is he the same player? I still have that doubt over him. He's 30, you know, he doesn't seem to have the same desire, possibly. Is he still the same player that we thought we were
3: getting? But and we has him? he had the opportunity to show if he's Probably the same not. player? I mean, he's just been a, a super sub for us. I, no. I mean, how many times has he started for but West Ham and you, actually played 90 minutes? But then Bilic...
4: Uh, Moyes and Pellegrini are not starting him why are they not starting him if he's so
3: good if he's, it's so obvious how good he is why a free player possibly possibly because it's so obvious know, is is a striker He's such mean? a good striker. Yeah, but then you could play two of them, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah but then again, if you, it's like the central three. If you're going to play two, then you have to sacrifice someone in midfield. And, and I think midfield has been our biggest problem so far this season, in my opinion. Well, the, either way, I don't think Hernandez starts... I, I just can't see it.
4: And, you know, if we're nil-nil at time, you could possibly pull one of those players off. You could pull Noble or Rice, really, and go for it. And put... Um, put... The striker up top of Neltovich and have Anderson behind them and then you're really attacking then um, you could do that, I mean if you're going for the win, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens and obviously we're playing against Madison,
3: who I think as I've said repeatedly is a phenomenal player, so if you give him space I mean another sure option else. you've got, because if you look at say Snodgrass on the left like you said and maybe Antonio on the right Yeah, I never thought I'd say this about Antonio but, but that just lacks pace for me on the wings, Snodgrass isn't pacey, Antonio used to be, but as one he's sprint been, limb limb the and then falls apart. So uh, maybe if you're looking for pace, which ideally your wingers should have, could you potentially look at the option of having Masuraku on the left and Fredericks on the right?
4: Yeah, and do you know something we haven't discussed is Diangana. Well, well, he came on and I thought he played quite I well played against Spurs. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He's played well against Backersfield. He gives you pace. So the argument could be that you have Diangana on one wing and Mazaraku on the other. Then yeah. you've got pace. Or like you said, Fredericks is an interesting one because Fredericks is one of the fastest players in the Premier League now, but he, he was an ex-Sprint champion at youth level and I think at some point in one of the games he's played has clocked up or there you go I'm going to use a stat now clocked up the second highest speed in the in the Premier League or something like that so he's clearly a fast player has he got the quality to deliver though on the right wing as in decent crosses and any decent although he did score a good goal against Macclesfield didn't he so mm, great it's, a, it's, a,
3: it's an interesting but that's how the Dean Garner had a better game than Fredericks did yeah. so it's
4: a fair argument well, for that well it seems that Pellegrini's answer to replacing Yarmolenko as Dean Garner he's mm. kind of hinted that in interviews. So we're all talking about alternatives. It probably would be Di
3: mm, and Garner. A massive opportunity for him if it is as well. So let's talk Leicester. They sit 11th in the table, four wins, five defeats, no draws. How's this going to pan out? It's never an easy game. No, nah. I don't
1: think we've ever had an easy game at Leicester. Nah. Are we? It,
3: well, we won there last season. It was the last
1: game. Of the that season. was probably our best performance. Exactly. But then there's nothing to play for, time. was there, to yeah. be honest? So, you know, it's, it's a tough place to go to. Well, see, see this power. is what also. Um, confuses me slightly
3: is because when we went we went to Leicester last season didn't we and that was a real good performance and we needed that didn't we desperately needed that win and I remember we got there early didn't we we was doing some bits and pieces with Baz uh, Cox who had to meet for some charity reasons and stuff and we got some chatting to some Leicester fans didn't we and I think most of them said Especially this one fellow in particular who said, it's an easy three points for you today. He said, our manager is awful. We hate him. The style of play is awful. It's boring to watch. Um, and people are overrunning this at the moment. They've still got the same manager. And not a lot's changed other than Mahrez leaving the club. No. So I mean, I'm... And signing Madison. Oh uh, Yeah, and I, signing I, Madison. I th- fair enough. I think... Leicester you know, if you think about the top
4: six teams in the league, they're in that cusp of teams just below that. So you're like like your Everton's and that sort of standard. I think they're a good team. Leicester, I think any team that's got Madison Vardy, um, and, you know, they've got the England left back, Schmeichel's a good keeper. They've got some good players throughout throughout their team. Um, Johnny Evans, a decent centre-back. You know, throughout their team, there is quality in there.
3: Um, and I think if we can get a draw out of that game, I'd be pleased. Mm, yeah, I'm actually yeah, going for a score idea. draw. I think it's going to be one all for me. Or is this a unanimous decision? We're all going for yeah, a draw? No, uh, yeah, anyone fancy be a win? I'd be happy with a point. I'd okay. be happy with a point, but we've got to start picking up some wins soon, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, you'd hope a draw against Leicester. Because that would be ten games then with one win. That's not great. If we, More than we drew. That, two wins I,
1: I don't. I don't. I'd I'd want,
4: Everton.
1: Oh, sorry, you're I right. I don't want to make right. excuses, but we have had a, a, a horrendous fixtures from the start of the season till now. We have. Yeah. We have played the whole top eight, practically. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the thing is, a lot of the teams we have played are
4: in the top half uh, by three points because they beat us, if that makes yeah. sense. So, But, like, yeah, like Bournemouth have done well, Wars have done well. Yeah, but see, well, see
3: now, now this is where. I struggle with this a little bit, right? Because, not arguing for your points at all, the teams that we've played have been in form, right? Why aren't we in form? Why is a Bournemouth coming to West Ham and beating us? Why is a Wolves coming to West Ham and beating us? Because I think you look at both of their sides. i take West Ham squad any day of the week over theirs.
1: Yeah. We, we've played eight of the top ten so far.
3: But I don't think they're top ten sides. Bournemouth, are, I, I don't think... Though, but yeah, but yeah, but again, that's. Yeah, but so why have they started better than we have? Are they going to be there at the end of the season? I don't know. Bournemouth
1: have got 17 points from nine games. Yeah,
3: but look at, the, at look moment. at the, but their side is bang average. So yeah. is that a testament to the manager? And if so, what is he doing? A Pellegrini ain't. I think it, with Pellegrini, it
4: was going to take a while to get the system right with all those new players. And when you talk about the teams we've played, yeah, Bournemouth and Wolves, the debate's there. But we have also played Chelsea, Tottenham, Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool. You know, those five teams alone are bit of the big teams in the league. The only team we haven't played that's in the, that is Man City. And we've got them in a, a couple of weeks anyway. So I think we have played the top sides. We have played them... Um, Man City and Watford. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and I'd like to think on paper again our score is better than Watford's I don't know the thing with West Ham we're just a bit inconsistent at the moment The these next months coming up are crucial for our season if we can string a number of wins together we'll be really looking good in the league I know I'm stating the obvious here but if, if we don't do well out of these this coming months we're in a it's literally going from being looking at a top half finish to being in another relegation battle these couple of months are Crucial,
3: crucial. Yeah, just quickly, because we are struggling the time a little bit. Uh, I, I think it, it, I'm, I'm more leaning towards now acceptance that there was a bit of overhype before the beginning of the season, and, and I was one of them. Because I'm now thinking this is going to take, I think, a solid season mm. for, for everything to take place, for, for him to fully implement his philosophy, get the lads knowing each other, working with each other, stick to a formation he believes in, get everyone back fit. And, and I think, really, unless we're staring relegation in the face this season, we've almost got to write it off with the open dream of being beating Tottenham next week to then get into the quarterfinals of the League Cup and have a crack at winning that competition and aiming for a top-ten finish. which shouldn't be out of the realms of possibility, yeah. but I, I, I'm, my expectations on this being his first season is lowering by the weeks, which isn't like I say, I'm excited about the future. I'm not kind of losing interest in Pellegrini, but I just think he's going to need more time than we all first thought, in my opinion. He actually said when he signed, it's a three year plan. Yeah, and, and I think, judge him after two years. I think you should judge yeah, any manager yeah. after two years, to be quite honest with you. Uh, okay, let us know what you think, as always. Um, this podcast is proudly in association with Zelo, the flexible shuttle service that brings West Ham fans direct travel to and from the London Stadium from as close to their doorstep as possible. Avoid the queues and crowds of public transport and get your next journey absolutely free by using the promo code West WESTANDWAY. Zelo run, runs routes from across Essex and Kent for West Ham fans, so to find out more, please visit www.zelo.co forward slash rides forward slash west ham. After this, it's news and views
2: with X. Sweat the way I like it. Cause the way it is. I've got mine. Don't worry about his. Get up. Get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Bobby. Shall I take him to the bridge? Go ahead. Take him on to the bridge. Take him to the bridge. Can I take him to the bridge? machine. The way I like it is the way it is. I've got my ticket. He's got his. Stay on the scene like a loving machine. Stay on the scene like a loving machine. Stay on the scene. I want to cut it off one more time. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. You want to hit it like you did on the top, fellas. Hit it like you did on the top.
3: Mate, the floor is yours. What have you got for us this week? Well, the
4: first thing I'm going to do is just I'm reading Twitter now and I'm getting stick already for saying that Pellegrini's made um, Anderson have a look at his defensive side of his game because apparently that sort of thing should stay in the house. Now, my response to this, uh, this is just getting ridiculous now. Is it—is it not obvious that that should be what happened? And if it didn't, then why is Pe- Pellegrini's not doing his job properly? Because it was an obvious thing to do. Um, and people here are saying like you know we need to build his confidence up and stuff if he if that has happened to him he's already had it pointed out to him what does it matter like that someone on a talk show is discussing it you know we're discussing what went wrong in the game are we not allowed to talk about the tactical side of football now you know if if he's made from stuff that's going to crumble at the fact on a talk show they've talked about him not tracking back then um That he's not set out for this league, and this is just getting ridiculous now. I'm afraid the amount of these comments, just people just trying to stir stuff every time. Anyway, sorry. Okay, that's what we've got time for. Do you want us next week? <laughs> I don't even know if I can talk about this now. Injuries. Oh, come on. Take that, that notice of him. Go on, okay. carry on. Injuries. Um, so, basically, Obiang hasn't resumed training yet. Um, he's, he's picked up a calf injury, which he had in training before the Spurs game. He hasn't resumed training yet. So, the chances are he's going to be out for... Um, Leicester game this weekend uh, who knows about the Tottenham game there's no complete verdict on it yet um, Yarmolenko unfortunately is out for about 5-6 months he's unlikely to play again this season there's a small chance he might make the last say 3-4 to four games of the season but probably going to miss the majority of it now Andy Carroll has resumed light training this week uh, well sorry Last week he did. Um, And he will start taking a more physical um, training session in the next week or so. Uh, And then we've got... um Uh, Who else? I did write this down. I forgot to check it now. Perez wasn't injured. A lot of people ask me why he wasn't in the squad. Again, am I allowed to say this? He wasn't selected because the manager didn't think he was worthy of being on the bench for this game. Nothing to do with the Everton game. He just wasn't selected because we had quite a strong bench as it was. Lanzini is still due back in January. Winston Reid, there's no date on. Uh, Have I missed anyone? Um, Jack Wilshire had a setback. He was meant to be back this week in training he was out for uh, another two weeks or so, Um, so we are quite light in the middle um, which has meant that in January we are going to assess the situation now, Um, we've been already getting scouting reports and sending scouts out, there on a number of players one player who interestingly we could make a move for, and I've spoke about this a number of times, it was was potentially going to happen in the summer, but there's even more chance of it happening now in January is a chance to sign Mario back
3: Um, the player that we had on loan last season Mm. Would you take him back? Well where does he fit in? I think it's probably designed to be more cover for six months so We wouldn't get him on loan. You're not yeah. talking about permanent, are yeah, you?
4: Well, yeah. you can sign for £25 million in January. I think there's a clause, apparently, um, which is what Clara and Hugh have reported. But I heard he was on for a potential
1: loan deal again. Yeah, but w- would he leave a club where he's sitting on the bench to join another club to sit on a bench? Well, well he, he could play more for uh, that Yeah, I, I mean, he, that. he might not. I mean, he finished very strongly for West Ham. I, I liked him. I um, liked him, Mario. But I, I just don't <sighs> think that me personally i don't think that that's an
3: area we should be well at. Uh, for me it's not an area to spend 25 million pound yeah. on a squad player um yeah. But then again, is that is that today's market? Is twenty five million pound no longer a lot of money to pay for a player? That is the case. That isn't now, is it? Um, we want to Loftus Cheek
4: on loan from Chelsea. Is another option. There's a few players again at Chelsea that could be available for loans. Drink water. Um, what happened with him in the end? Drink water. Because there was a lot of talk of him joining someone in um, in September. And I can't actually remember what happened. I think it fell through potentially at the last minute for him. So yeah, I think it was potentially She's going to go to Leicester again. But anyway, he he could be available. And funnily, another ex-West Ham player at Chelsea, Victor Moses. There's some talk that he could be available as well for a loan because he hasn't got in the new manager's plans this year. So there's talk of him. There's also a guy in America that we have watched, but as have many teams, including Arsenal, called Miguel Almirion, who plays for Atlanta United. He's like... um, highly, highly rated, and a, a very tricky, um, pacey, but a skillful player as well. I mean, the, the scouts are out there. They, look, they definitely want to sign a new central midfielder, because we are lightweight there. There's potential that we might sign a left-back as well, so we're looking, but obviously we're not going to be able to do anything until January, so yeah, that is basically the situation. And,
3: and what is the, the full extent of Yama's injury? It's an Achilles tear, Achilles,
4: Yeah, he's... Uh, ru- I don't know if rupture's the right word, but he's certainly damaged his Achilles badly. It's a 5- six months um, injury as I say he'll be back probably late April but it depends how quickly he recovers it's actually an injury that he's sustained before whilst playing for Borussia Dortmund and some players particularly in sports like basketball um, that can be the end of their career in football it, you know, it's not the greatest injury to have. It can slow you down immensely. And he's coming up to is he 29, 30 now. Mm. So, you know, it's not a good injury to have at this stage of his career. So we shall see how he recovers from that.
1: Would you take Moses back or not?
4: I think so, yeah, because he can play right yeah, back. I would, and, I'd, I'd 100% I I'd back. Yeah, 100% on him. I'll take him back, certainly on loan I would. And he, was, he mm. looked a good player for Chelsea. Where? um last couple of
3: years isn't he so yeah I would definitely mm. yeah he uh, he was looking pretty good actually
1: That's for, how old is he now because he's not he's not 30 yet is I he I think he's got to, he's got to be about 27, 28 now let me yeah, just quickly I him. think he must be about 28 as well definitely alright let's have a little
3: look Okay, well whilst uh, Kev has a look at that um, is that everything you got for us mate? Uh, I mean, I mean
4: uh, Cara Brady said a few interesting things she's talked about the East and being named after a player I mentioned this last week it's thought to be Billy Bonds she said a few other interesting things in terms of the stadium that the club do want to buy it but that's always been the case from the start whether they will or not I don't know um, and yeah at the moment there's, there's not a lot else to report um, Nathan Holland resumed trading this week as well. That's another player who could potentially force his way into the into the side. And Dan Kemp, you know, another winger. So there's a there's a lot of players there that will be not pleased that Yarmolenko's injured, but certainly see it as an opportunity mm. for them. The
3: Academy seems alive and well all of a sudden at yeah. West Ham, which is uh, which is a positive. Okay, mate, good stuff. Well, after this, it's questions from our collective followers on social media. <laughs>
0: On your own, X deliver to uh, you, X go give it to you He uh,
2: go give it to you, X give it to ya
0: And I just can't get enough And I just can't get enough
3: into the West End Way on Phoenix FM. Right, as always, thanks to everyone that's taken the time to send these questions
1: in. And Kev has got the first one for us. At our Trichiri says, what is your view on the future for Fredericks? Apart from cup or injury, Zabaleta seems rightly to be first choice. Fantastic event and guest last Saturday, by the way. Yeah,
3: no, good man. Good to see you there, mate, as well.
4: Um, I think like you said earlier David's an option on the right certainly because he's got pace and stuff but there should be by definition players ahead of him on on the wing Um, I think I'd play him in the cup um, against Tottenham Fredericks and just hope that he kicks on and proves that he should be in Zabaleta I think he's just been unfortunate that Zabaleta's done so well apparently credit to him he's accepted that he's accepted that Zabaleta is in the team ahead of him because of performances so that's a good thing Um, on his behalf and he's just got to start adjusting but he is quite young you know maybe this season will be a chance of him to get build his way up to being the regular next season and can I just point out as well uh, people say I've got agenda against Anderson there's no agenda against Anderson that all players were pulled in um, to have a look at how they were tracking back defensively but it was felt that he was the one that wasn't tracking back as much but all of them were pulled in for this um so yeah there is no agenda against addison trust me i want him to do better than anyone because he's our record signing so i'm just pointing out that he what he is lacking and if people don't agree with me well that's tactical and that's your opinion that's nothing to do with agendas stop winding him up everyone yeah please I've got a bad mood (laughs) today I was in a good mood before I came (laughs) here right um, uh, is it me now yeah Uh, if you want mate Uh, Karen Beardy Um, how likely is Pellegrini to take a chance on the youth again in the cup against Spurs based on the success they had in previous round i.e.
3: Diangana and Powell in particular well don't take this the wrong way I hope it's absolutely minimal because this is Tottenham, this is the cup and this is a genuine chance with some big names gone of having a crack at this competition and do you know what I was so infuriated when we went to Arsenal away uh, in the quarterfinal of the cup and he fielded a week inside with players out of position and, and what frustrated me even more is, so did Arsenal. So why not put your first team out, your best team and have a chance of winning the game? You win that, you are in a semi-final of
1: a cup. It's interesting you mention that actually because didn't, didn't Arsene Wenger at the time, he didn't say it in so many words but he was basically disappointed that they went through because they had a load of fixtures coming up. Yeah, 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 and and you've got to take advantage of that. And
3: and talking of taking advantage of certain opportunities, I think Tottenham are in a similar situation. I think they've got a big game against City, possibly. I think it is a big league game of some sort. I then I think know, they've, got yeah. a, uh, yeah, then they've got a, yeah, and they've got a Champions League game. Um, it's, it's it's the one tonight. It's They're playing now, aren't they? Now. Is I'll it two all now? Look- uh, so PSV went one 0
4: up, then Tottenham equalised. Then Tottenham went two one up with Harry Kane. Then Hugo Lloris was sent off in the Wait. 79th minute, um, and then PSV equalised in the 87th minute. Yeah,
3: so, 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 so they awesome. so they got a lot of big games around our fixture. Who are they playing at the weekend? Uh, I, I think it, I could be wrong. I think it's Man City. Is it? I, I'm, I'm sure it's. Um, um, I could be wrong, by the way. So it's worth double checking, but. I was led to believe this is quite a difficult time for them in terms of their calendar. They're playing, on, Mon- they're playing on Monday night. Man City, Man City yeah. There you go,
4: there yeah. you go. They're
3: playing us on Wednesday. There you go, so two nights later they're yeah. playing us. So where's their priority? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is the League Cup, understandably, the lowest priority to them? So this is a real opportunity for us to go great guns at home with our best side in a London derby against a team we hate to progress to the quarterfinals of the Cup. And if he doesn't do exactly that... Once again, like I was last season, I'm going to be really angry
1: about that. I, I think he's going to go for it, though, Pellegrini, because he's actually so he should.
3: I don't understand unless, you, unless you've got Champions League commitments or, or of competitions in and around that League Cup. Meeting, I don't know why managers don't take it seriously.
1: He's actually said, though, hasn't he? I think it was against, uh, I think it was before the Meckleshield game. He actually said that this is the only cup that we haven't won in our history and he desperately wants that to change. Yeah, we'll say. the said. cup. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got to
4: go for it. I mean, the thing with West Ham is that we aren't going to win the league, we're not going to get in a Champions League spot. So why did you not go for the cup competition? There's absolutely no excuse. There's a ticket to... to Europe as well. well. Exactly. I'd be delighted for a day out at um, Wembley to, w- to see us play in the cup
3: and if we one it and brilliant. Okay, this one's from at Jason Inge. With the somewhat expected injury crisis, was it a mistake to allow Fernandez to go out on a season-long loan uh, we could do with his versatility right now? I totally
1: forgot about him. Yeah, It's, it's totally a fair point. I mean, he was
3: he was quite steady, really, Fernandes. Yeah, Not be... the answer to our prayers, maybe, but steady. Someone no. that you'd probably
4: welcome into the squad. The fact he's playing for Fiorentino is a sign that he must be semi-decent, you know, to be able to go there and play. I would have Fi- um, Sanchez... Uh, Sanchez... Um, his name, Fernandez. back at the club. Definitely. Um, Josh Cullen would be playing now if he was on loan to Charlton as well. Uh, apparently, Charlton would want to sign him because he's done so well there. I'm not convinced whether he's Premier League quality. I'm not sure. But um, certainly, uh, Fernandez would have been playing now. So it is a shame that he
1: was out on loan... At West Ham 14 says, Is there a difference between Spurs chanting Pikey Boys at us and the chants at Brighton? And will football become a sanitizer as a Disney movie if the banter between fans is removed?
3: Yeah, it all comes down to political correctness and sensitivity and what's fashionable to be sensitive about. Now, I know that I'm going to sound very insensitive with what I'm saying now, so I've got to be very careful. But, you know, there's a difference. If you look at the difference between Adolf Hitler's coming for you at Tottenham and does your boyfriend know you're here, the difference is massive. One is massively offensive and the other one isn't massively offensive. Uh, it, in my opinion, it isn't. It's, it's just a laugh and a joke. What, what we sang at Tottenham, not me personally, but what West Ham, sections of West Ham fans sang at White Hart Lane that night was unacceptable. It's just banter, the one at Brighton. I'm sorry, I know we've had this on the show we had a bit of backlash from it, but uh, honestly, when you live in a world now where you can't say anything to anyone without them absolutely melting in front of you... You know, if it, ain't, if it ain't Disney films being, you know, sexist now or, or or unfair to certain genders or gender-neutral toilets or, you know, let's all just fall at the minority's feet and and sort of, um, you know, not not think about them first. I think that comes into play if you're being malicious towards these people. But if you're just trying to have a laugh and a joke, you know, to put it into context, in my personal profession, I've had loads of stick in the past about being from Essex. I'm just a Barra boy. Well, I could fall apart and make complaints and, and cry myself to sleep every night, or I could just laugh it off and give a bit of banter back. So I think a lot of it comes with strength of character and not actually taking yourself and life too seriously, which unfortunately in this day and age you don't really get a chance to do with certain people.
1: That's what going kind football of football's all about, though, isn't it? Well, it used to it's be. About it used game, to be having a laugh with your mates, having a bit of banter with the, with the opposing... X is weird. looking very nervous now. Well, uh, well
3: that's
0: a bit of a touchy <laughs> subject
1: for me. Obviously, you know, it's been well highlighted what happened over the weekend on, on what I put on the fanzine. And I, I personally, I don't think that I've done anything wrong. I'm just not going to comment because I'm getting stick for saying that. <laughs> and just such a track back, so God knows what I'd get ever said anything <laughs> about that. So, but, um, but the bottom line is, to answer that question, there is a massive difference between Does Your Boyfriend Know Your Ear and, and the Pikey Boys. But then again, the same supporters that scream and cry, oh, you said this and you put this on your fanzine. are oh, chanting, pikey boys. So, and, and, and to be fair, right, and again, let's put this into context and give another
3: example, right, Brighton have got a large gay community, hmm. right, which is, which is what we fed off for a laugh, yeah? Tottenham have got a large Jewish community. Now, what did Tottenham do about it? To their credit for a gritted teeth, they didn't make complaints, they didn't whinge and whine, hmm. they thought, well, we'll embrace that banter and we'll call ourselves the Yid Army so it's like you know what is it you know where's draw the line I, I don't know I just think we live in a crazy world and I think it's very sad that's my opinion and you know I don't mind giving my opinion as you know um who is it now um is it me mm. okay it, uh, it's an
4: interesting question at JC Hammer 13 in your opinion if the owners of the club announced tomorrow that they were putting the club up for sale would this be a positive thing for our football club
3: over the next five years well it depends who buys it it's as simple as that, really, isn't it? It depends on the ambition and the amount of financial clout those new owners would have. It's, it's almost a, a div- an impossible question to answer because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of it would be based on how much people don't like the owner, so they'd just be so- pleased to see them go as opposed to who's
1: coming in. And I think there is a strong element of be careful what you wish for in that respect. Do you know what? This is going to be a bit controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. A lot of our supporters live in a dream world where they think there's, like a dozen sheiks just queuing up waiting to buy West Ham. That's not going to happen for a very, very, very long time. So at the moment, in my opinion, if the owners were to announce tomorrow they were putting a club up, so I don't think it would be a good thing at the moment. Well, why, um, do, you, why do you think there's not a queue of sheiks lining up to buy West Ham? Because they would have approached us by now and said, look, we give you this much money to buy the club. How do you know they haven't? Well, well I'm sure we would have heard it from someone. True, A-A-X-W-H-E employee. True, and, and
3: by the way, I don't think they have, but I'm playing devil's advocate because, and again, I'm, I'm probably going to sound incredibly biased now, but I've been saying this for a long time now, I think West Ham's one of the most exciting projects in Europe. It is, it it's, is. It's, it's in the nation's capital, in, you know, whether you love it or hate it, one of the most iconic stadiums in world football, with a club with a massive, massive fan base, with a global appeal and brand is growing year on, year out. The revenue and uh, financial status of West Ham is stronger than it ever has been. Um, I, 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 I'm, I don't
1: think there are a queue of sheiks queuing up, but I'm surprised there isn't. That That is true, but on the other hand, if there were sheiks that really desperately wanted to buy West Ham, money talks. If they had a bottomless pit of oil money, they'd throw it at the current owners and say, look, we give you this much. Even the LDC, who are absolutely not budging on selling that stadium or letting us do anything with it, they'd say, well, we will give you a couple of billion for it as well. Yeah but, then, yeah, but then if,
3: yeah, but then if you look at... Money does talk, but does it talk with a man like David Sullivan, who's already a billionaire? Because no one's going to buy the football club for £2 billion, are they?
1: Yeah, yeah, but money does talk. I think he'd Everything be, has a I price. I think he'd
3: be interested if they came in and said, look, we'll buy it off you because we're going to
4: invest this much. <coughs> and they promised to invest this much. He couldn't stand in the way of it because he knows that that wouldn't be in the best interest of the club. Especially if he was still part
3: of the club yeah, as well. exactly.
4: Mm. If he was still part of it. I think, like you said, Dave, it depends completely on who... Who's who's going to come in and buy them? You know, compared to most people, servants have done well. But then, who does it? Who, if people are coming, in, like you said, with this project that is there, that offer can spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds on players. Then, you know, maybe it would be a good move. But you guess all hypothetical at the moment.
3: Mm-hmm. From at parody Sullivan, at uh, what point do we start to panic? Six defeats in nine is not good in anyone's book. I'm getting itchy triggy finger trigger finger and already uh, have Pardew on speed dial (laughs) Discuss. love the show lads, Uh, thanks mate Um, yeah I think I I alluded to it earlier on where it doesn't look good in black and white, having said that I'm not panicking, I don't think I will panic this season unless we're staring relegation in the face at some point uh, towards the the sort of mid to final part of the season then I I think we're just going to have to accept that it's going to take longer than we thought it would do
4: Yeah, I think it's just a matter of you just have to stick with it. It's a project. It'd be too early to um, dismiss uh, that uh, his credentials as a manager. Let's get up till Christmas to January and see where we are there, because you know we could be looking at a completely different um, ball game if things have changed by January
1: uh, in the next couple of months. I've got anything to that. I agree with you too. Um, well one well says, a while ago you said that Trot was the one in the youth setup that had the most potential with massive future. Recently he was linked with a move away. What's the latest and is he still highly rated? I think he is still massively rated. I think he's a player that's got um,
4: a lot of potential. I think the club know that. They've had a couple of loan offers for him um, come in. He recently played for the England under-21s in the week. Um, so... Yeah, he's got a lot of potential. Obviously, clubs are reluctant to play keepers that are at a young age. Um, So, he might not figure for a couple of seasons, but the potential is definitely... So, why didn't he play against Macclesfield? Um, Because Adrian hasn't played at all, has he? So you give Adrian a go. Would you though, when potentially Adrian's going to leave? I
3: think that'd be a perfect opportunity to 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 get rid of the second
4: choice keeper. Mm. Some games, because when else they're going to play? Let's say Fabianski gets injured, and Adrian's had no games for months. Then that'd be an issue. But at least he's had the cup games to. To have some
1: match experience within the last few months mm, i'm not sure i agree with that one personally i think he strides ahead of adrian fabianski you know that. Oh yeah I agree, i've got to put I my agree. hands up because when i heard that we were signing him i wasn't that impressed but i'll tell you something now i think he strides mm. ahead of Ad- adrian yeah, yeah. yeah
4: okay last question I think at Rice Little P we moved training grounds to try and prevent these injuries yet they are still happening the facilities are seen as basic so will they now realise that vast improvements have to be made it's either that or we need to move this black cow that hangs
1: over us there was actually talk of us before we moved to Rush Green there was actually talk of us moving into Tottenham's old one wasn't there uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, with on the on the basis that we could improve it a bit more. Yeah. So what what happened there? What happened to that? I'm because not That sure. was a, that was a, quite a decent training ground. There I say it. That was a decent training ground. Yeah. Tottenham's training it did ground. Did well, wasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they have got plans to spend a lot of money on
4: the training ground. That's all been approved. I think some money has already been spent on it. So um, you know, it's uh, it's something that they are looking into and something they are hoping to improve. Whether that will fix the injuries, I don't know. I think it's a between being unlucky, maybe the training ground and possibly recruitment. I mean, you knew, you know Jack Wilshere's going to get injured. You know he is. Carol, He's yeah. Carol, you know he is. Yarmolenko's had a serious injury at Dortmund before. You know, these players, it's not like it's, oh my gosh, they've suddenly got injured. It's well known that they do. Um, so, you know, I think it's a combination of factors really and whether we spend however much on a training ground, will it improve our situation? I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see in in a few weeks' time.
1: Well Christian Daly actually said at your event, didn't he, that he's, he's now got a sports science degree and he actually said a training ground is has got to be an integral part of running a football team, a squad. Yeah. He actually said that, so Yeah.
4: Mm.
1: Uh, as a listener to the West Ham
3: Way you can claim a free case of craft beer courtesy of beer52.com they are the world's most popular monthly beer discovery club sourcing incredible small batch beers from the world's greatest breweries and bringing them back for their members you can try your first case for free just pay £2.95 postage and for that you'll receive 8 craft beers a ferment magazine and a snack delivered next day shipping there's no minimum commitment you can just take the free case try the beers and see what you think if it's not for you you can pause or cancel at any time so to sign up go to www.beer52.com forward slash West Ham Right, that is all we've got time for As always, thanks for listening and giving us your questions Don't forget to book your tickets for the next pre-match event on the 3rd of November which includes a live Q&A with cult hero Colton Cole Look after yourselves and until next week Come, come on you Lions way.
0: Sorry that the cheese are all warm I left them here, I could have sworn These are my salad days, maybe I way Just another play for today Oh, but I'm